The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Welcome in to Stacking the Box, the midweek edition. Mark Carmen, Matt Verderam, our NFL insider, our NFL superstar advanced sided as we look ahead to week three. But before we do that, Matt Verderam, it was 35 years ago today, September 24th, 1985, the great Matthew Broderick alongside the cast of Ferris Bueller's Day Off all invaded Wrigley Field 35 years ago today. They shot the famous scene at, at Wrigley Field. I'm emotional today. How do you feel about it? I saw it once. <laughs> I thought it was average. I'm, uh, I'm pretty indifferent, but I'm really? glad for you that it's a big deal. You, wait a second. You thought that Ferris Bueller's day off was average. I don't know if we can be friends anymore here, Matt Ferdinand. The coolest thing about it was the Gordie Howe jersey. <laughs> you liked Cameron's Gordy Howe jersey. That that was that was pretty cool. But you didn't um, like Ed Rooney, really? It was, uh, it was fine. It was fine. What about the Holly Smoot tear effect? Anyone? Anyone raised or lowered? Raised? No. Okay. All right. I, I thought Maybe. it was fine. Now I will I will say this though for anyone who doesn't know, and most people I'm sure listening don't know. I am I am awful with movies. Like uh, okay. if if it is not. Like a, a a movie about like World War Two, or if it's not like I don't know that '90s early 2000s sweet spot. Like I probably have not seen it. Now, if you want to talk about like Tommy Boy, I'm all in. I can talk about Tommy Boy for ten hours. Uh, wedding Singer, all, you know, uh, Wedding Crashers. I'm I'm all for that. But yeah, if you're uh, I'm going to do you a salad and um, I guess myself a salad too. I've never seen Tommy Boy. That's embarrassing. I'll watch it before our next podcast and I'll give you my comments. How's that feel? Dude, you need to, you need to watch it immediately. Like um, I wouldn't even be upset if you just signed off of this podcast and watched it. It is, it is one of the funniest movies. Yeah. 
It is, it is, in my opinion, the funniest movie I've ever seen. It's incredible. See you later, going Tommy Boy. All right, on, on that note, you need to rewatch Ferris Bueller's Day Off and just, um, yes, uh, you know, really just respect the era of, of going to arcades and playing Galaga. So good. Okay, let's let's get into it here. Week three, big week three here. The Ravens and the Chiefs, the Packers and the Saints, the Red Hot Raiders. We got Cowboys, Seahawks. Uh, let's start with the Monday night game, which kind of sucks that we're in a pandemic and it's Monday night and no one will be there. And I guess Monday night's not even Monday night anymore, period. But uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs, we've been waiting for this one, Matt Bertram. What's your thoughts? Uh, it's being billed as the game of the year, and I, I think it probably is. Look, they're the two best teams in football. Um, it's Mahomes and, and Lamar, right? It's, it's round three. It's the first round in Baltimore. They've played each other twice, each, you know, one time each of the last two years, and the Chiefs have won both games. Those games were at Arrowhead. The first game was a classic game. Mahomes made a ridiculous throw on a fourth and nine to keep him alive. They won in overtime. Last year, the game was not that close. The Ravens made it closer late. The Chiefs beat him pretty soundly. I am fascinated to see in this game if Baltimore blitzes as much as it typically does. The Ravens are the only team last year that blitzed over 50% of the time. Their top five in blitz percentage this year. But they're only like 20th, I believe. I don't have the stat right in front of me. They're 20th in, in pressure rate. If they blitz a lot and they don't get to Mahomes, they're dead. That said, they're going to run the ball over Kansas City because the Chiefs have more missed tackles than any team in football other than the Jets, who aren't even a football team. And you know, Jackson has improved his ability to throw the ball. I expect that he will make some plays through the air. So, I think, you know, I've seen the Ravens favored by three, three and a half. I think it's about right. I think it's going to be a great game. So, let's talk about the Marcus Peters factor here because he yeah. is, uh, you know, was not in the last game versus KC. The dude loves playing against great quarterbacks. You've also, uh, you got Calais Campbell. You've got a different uh, front four, Derek Wool, Patrick Queen, who, by the way, uh, if you go over to the Arrowhead Attic podcast, you'll hear from our uh, Chiefs rookie running back, Mr. Elair, Elair, I should say, uh, who wants to do a jersey swap with Patrick Queen after this game. I mean, it's a different, it's a different uh, Ravens defense that the Chiefs are going to see, and, and I know Marcus Peters is dreaming about picking off Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, look, there's... Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. A lot of new faces. You mentioned all of them. Earl Thomas is not there anymore. Um, you know, last year when these teams played, Tyreek Hill didn't play. Eric Fisher didn't play. Um, so this year, thankfully, it seems like most guys are pretty healthy. I know, you know, if each team has one or two guys who are banged up, but all the big-time superstar players, they're all in the game. They're all going to be there. Um, look, I, I look at it this way. Peters, by the way, I always loved Marcus Peters in Kansas City. Marcus Peters is going to try to pick a pass off in this game. Now, whether or not he does it, I don't know. But I can guarantee you he is going to be jumping every route trying to pick a ball off. Now, the flip side of that is if he misses, it's a touchdown the other direction. So it's a lot of boom or bust with him. But 
you'll live with that because he's a great player and, and he had a pick last week. It was one of the better picks you'll ever see. Um, I am very, very interested in how Baltimore plays defense. I know I just kind of teed it up with their blitz percentages, but when they've played each other over the last two years, Wink Martindale is a very good coordinator, has blitzed them nonstop, and the Chiefs have averaged 500 yards of offense. Is he going to back off in this game, or does he keep coming? Because if he keeps blitzing, I really think it's to their disadvantage. If he backs off and plays a little more coverage and he allows that front four, you mentioned that they have Clayus Campbell and Wolf, they have Judon on the other side. To me, that's the game. If the Chiefs can block for Mahomes, I think they win the game. If they can't, then I think Baltimore maybe forces a turnover. You know, all of a sudden, they're off and running. So I'm very interested to see how this game plays out. I, I think they're the two best teams in football. And whoever wins, obviously, is an inside track to what is now the only bye week in the AFC playoffs. It's just an awesome thing to think about. If they can stay healthy, fingers crossed they will. Patrick Mahomes is 25 years old. Lamar Jackson is 23 years old. This is a matchup that we'll hopefully see a ton. And back to the Peters point, I mean, Mahomes has thrown five picks in his last 14 games. So roughly that's one every three games. So if he was to get it done, it would be against the odds of it happening. But I really would like to see it just from a – pure entertainment st uh, standpoint here. Like, I am here for the drama. And if Peters gets a pick and starts hightailing it the other way, that would be awesome. I, um, I, I would love to see the look on your face at, the, at that moment oh, in time. I'll, I'll tell you this. He's, he's going to try, and <laughs> the Chiefs are going to double move him. I guarantee you at some point in this game, they are going to get McCall Hardman or Tyree Kill on, on Peters, and they are going to try a, a slant and go – they're going to try an out. Not, like they, the Chiefs are going to try to bait him into jumping an underneath route and then going up top and going for an 80-yard touchdown. Now, again, maybe Peters gets the better of it. Maybe Mahomes does. We'll see. The, but to me, man, the best part of this game, it's early enough in the year that, like, whoever loses, it is what it is, right? Like, they're 2-1. They're a really good team. Both these teams are probably going to win 12-plus. Like, it's just – it's subtext for what is probably going to be the AFC title game. Right, like you're going to see, and that's the other interesting point here. How much do Reed and Hardball hold back in this game? Because you know, they'll never say this, obviously, but you know, in this game, both of them are thinking in the back of their minds. This might not be the only time we see each other. Do I want to put all my cards on the table in week three so that when we study this again in January, you can see there's both these teams are going to hold some stuff back. The question is how much, and then also, I love just the quarterback matchup, man. I mean, let's just look. It's a great matchup. They're different style players. They're both a lot of fun to watch in their own right. You know, Jackson is an improved passer, but he's still a guy who's most known for being electric with his, with his legs and his athleticism. Mahomes is this, you know, devil may care. I'm going to drop back and throw it 60 yards, and you're not going to stop me. It's just a lot of fun. It should be a really, really fun game to watch. Also. That's just kind of a fun thing to think about as far as holding back because Andy Reid, John Harbaugh are good buddies. Maybe they're having a conversation this week. I don't know. Hey, how much are you going to hold back? <laughs> you're not doing everything. You're not putting everything out there, right? I know you're not. You're not. You're 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 hold. <laughs> like if if you're Reid, you got four or five plays in the hopper that you're like, you know what? I think in a in a pinch, we really could beat him with this. How many of those plays are you running this week? And if you're Harbaugh. 
or your Wink Martindale, and you got four or five defensive calls that you think really could be a problem for the Chiefs. How much are you showing this week? It's I mean, a weird if you, mix. If, if you win the game, though, you have the tiebreaker and uh, yep. all that type of stuff. It, it, it That's could why ha- it's, it's interesting. Yeah. How much do you lay out there? Because, look, these guys, they think about that stuff. Like, you know, they're, they're both, I'm sure, going, look, that's the other team that we got to worry about, both of them. Yeah. And they know there's a real good chance come January we might see. And, hey, look, by the way, both teams saw each other last week three. Last year, week three, they played each other. Both were 2-0. and The Chiefs won the game. The Ravens then went and lost to Cleveland the following week and then never lost again. So it doesn't necessarily mean home field, although I know what you mean. Certainly it's a big game in that respect. Also, last note on this game, these two teams combined – have a 22-game win streak in the regular season. I mean, it's just <laughs> – they are so much better than, in my opinion, everybody else. 25 of the last 26 overall, obviously, the Baltimore playoff game being the outlier. But, I mean, these teams – and in most cases, like dominant wins. Like blow the other team out. When it's just – really Right. The Ravens have won 14 regular season games in a row. It's yep. – uh, Pretty, you want to count, if you want to count playoffs, the Chiefs have won 11 in a row. I mean, it's just – these are two really good teams. Like, really, really good teams. Should be awesome. Let's, uh, let's go over to Sunday night. Green Bay 2-0, New Orleans uh, 1-1. Saints coming off a loss, uh, which was somewhat surprising. Or actually – well, I don't know. It's early in the season. Anything can happen. But they lost to the Raiders. You like the Raiders. You are, you may be not as surprised as most. I, I I mean, I'm a genius football prognosticator, so I had it. But I'm just talking about the other people out there that didn't the see Carm's genius. Right. Uh, but so this is interesting. Devontae Adams had to leave the game, uh, the last Packers game with Detroit, with the hamstring injury. He's not practicing, but he could play. Uh, I would hold him out if I was Matt LaFleur. Uh, didn't practice on, on Wednesday as we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, so that's a factor. And the, the Saints, though, they're, they're missing Michael Thomas. So that's kind of interesting as well when you, when you try to size up what's going on. Or Aaron Jones is making a name for himself up in Green Bay. 312 yards from scrimmage over the ramp. Yep. Uh, four, four touchdowns. So there are some options for the Packers that aren't being considered. Marcus Valdez, Scantling is off to a decent start. Alan Lazard's got a touchdown. There's a reason too. they're not being considered. Yeah. <laughs> right. But there, let's, let's just call it what it is. There's a reason. So, okay, size it up here. Green Bay, New Orleans, the 2-0 and Packers. Can they get this one done too? I think, I think they're going to win going away. Wow. You know what? And that's somebody, and I'm somebody who picked the Saints at the beginning of the year to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm not necessarily backing off that, but right now the Saints are not playing well. That doesn't mean they won't be playing well in December. But right now they're not playing well. Breeze has been bad, man. Like bad. I've watched both games with the Saints in their entirety, the whole thing live. The Saints have been bad because Breeze has been bad. He is not throwing the ball down the field. And look, that's all fine and well that he's going to check the ball down here and there. They got weapons, Kamara, Cook, whatnot. You got you got Emmanuel Sanders. Like Emmanuel Sanders is a real deep threat. You got to get the ball down the field. You got to take some shot plays. And I and I know maybe I'm someone in the minority with this. Enough with Taysom Hill. Just enough. Like if you're taking the ball out of Breeze's hands on third down, you're you're doing the wrong thing. Now I know Breeze has not been good the last couple weeks. I just finished saying that. But at the same point, he's a first bout Hall of Famer. Like Taysom Hill is not better than Drew Breeze, even in his current form. So I have worries about that. And then the, the Raiders just went up and down the field on the Saints. The Raiders have good weapons. The Raiders have a good offense. Carr's an average quarterback. He's good enough to move the ball. Well, guess what? Rodgers 
is a lot better than Derek Carr. And the, the Packers, even without Adams, look, Aaron Jones is killing teams. The Lions played great. The Packers are one of two teams that's only given up one sack. The other one, by the way, is the Saints. So whoever can get to the quarterback has a big advantage here. I like the Packers. I think the Packers are going to win. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if New Orleans won, but I think, I think the Packers win this game by like 10 points. I think the Packers are just better right now than New Orleans. Breeze is just – he's holding them back offensively. I mean, Rodgers has been on fire. He's completing 67% of his throws. He's thrown for 600-plus yards total. He's got six touchdowns. Uh, but your point about Carr, like, he doesn't play the, the – I mean, he can, but it's not like – Carr's going to do the check down game all day. Uh, and and right. Vegas – I hate saying that, but I'll just say the Raiders. Thank you. I mean, their tight end, Darren Waller, is one of the best in the game. Uh, is, is Robert Tanyan going to have a, a a big week here as the Packers are looking for options? Do you even know who Robert Tanyan is, Verderam? I mean, you're Mr. Football. Uh, I, I do not, honestly. No. See, there we go. That, that's – I mean, that's – He's the leading tight end pass catcher for the Packers right Your Third year out of Indiana State. Go Sycamores. I'm looking. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code radio and underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100, get $100 free. That's promo code radio. Terms and conditions apply. And it's you, Larry Bird. Uh, I mean, so, you know, that they picked the Raiders picked about this, picked apart the Saints using the tight end. I don't know if the Packers are going to go with the same formula. That's my point in bringing it up. Oh, that's, I mean, listen, that's, that's totally fair. Um, I, I don't think it will be the exact same formula. I think this, you know, the Packers will try to run the ball more and you play action. We'll see if Adams plays. But my biggest, I, again, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but Breeze right now is averaging less yards per attempt in the air than anybody in the league. I mean, it's just check down after check down after check down. Like at some point, man, you got to throw the football. And, I, you know, he's been sacked once. Like they've given him clean pockets and he's just not throwing the ball. And you just, you do wonder at 41 years old that that's, going to be a problem going forward. It's not as Obreeze is 30. If he was 30 years old, they'd say, wow, what the hell? It's two games. It's not a big deal. Is it a trend moving forward? You know, I know quarterbacks play later into their careers than ever before because they don't get hit as much or more protected. But at some point, I mean, hell, you're a baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan. I'm guessing a lot of our listeners also like baseball. Like, you know, pitchers, when it go, it goes. Like, it just goes. I mean, I remember you know, the late, great Doc Holliday. It was like overnight. I mean, it was like he went from being like the best pitcher in baseball, like he couldn't throw a strike. I mean, it was just done. And when you, know, when you lose a little bit off that fastball, it matters. Well, in football, you lose a little bit of velocity. All those passes you've been gunned in there for years, now they're getting tipped, they're getting knocked down. It's just, who knows? We'll see. Maybe Breeze is just early season rust, but I have concerns. Yep. And when you think about just how many incredibly talented players there are that play that position, it is a – minuscule uh, edge that the and combining the intelligence and everything else but it's it's just it's that, that slight edge that puts guys over the top and maybe maybe breeze has lost it we'll see i mean early in the season weird off season maybe he can round himself into form but uh 
Uh, the concern, I think, is, is definitely real if he can squeeze out one more good year here. Let's look at New England and the Raiders. Speaking of squeezing out one more good year, I'm looking at you, Cam Newton. Um, and maybe there's a whole lot more in the tank, but he was very impressive against Seattle, although the Seahawks were very much focused on stopping the run. But uh, Pats and Raiders is an interesting one here. The 2-0 and Raiders, and I, I mentioned Darren Waller, uh, that's that's a connection. He's got, you know, he got 16 passes on on Monday night against the Saints. I, I but there's that Bill Belichick guy who probably knows how to scheme against the Raiders. I like New England here. I, I don't know where you're going. I do too. And and you just said why? Because you know in this game, Belichick is taking Waller out of this game. A hundred. He is going to bracket. And let me tell you, something, as, as a Chiefs fan, okay, I watched Belichick for years take Kelsey out of the game. And then when Hill became their, their main concern, they would just bracket Hill and take him out of the game. So they're going to do that, and they're going to tell Carr, great, you're getting J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore on the outside, and they're going to take Ruggs and Renfro and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Brian Edwards, and they're going to play man-on-man to so go ahead and beat us. And they're going to drop another safety in the box, they'll play single high safety. I think it's a tough spot for the Raiders. A short week, you're going cross-country, early game, Pats are playing well. I know they lost to Seattle, but they look good. And you're right, look, Cam looked great. I had a lot of concerns coming into the year. Didn't know how much time Cam would have to learn the playbook. It's, you know, it's a new system. He's been injured the last couple of seasons. Cam has played very well, at least played very well against, against Seattle. I thought he was okay against Miami. The, you know, and, and look, Oakland does not have a great defense, or Vegas, whatever. They do not have a great defense. I would imagine that the, that the Pats are going to score some points in this game. So I think the Pats win this game. I don't think the Raiders are blown out. I think it's something like 27 to 20, you know, right in that, that realm. But this is a tough spot. And for the Raiders, they got some hard games coming up, man. They got, you know, the Pats. They got the Bills. They got the Chiefs. Incognito, by the way, is now on IR with an Achilles. Now, it's not season ending, but he's out for a little bit. So they're going to miss him for the, this game, for the Chiefs game in a few weeks. So this is, a, this is a little bit of a tough stretch for the Raiders. If they can survive it, they got a good shot at a wild card. We'll see what happens. But I think in New England, it's going to be tough because you basically almost have to assume it's like Waller's not playing. Incognito, by the way, good old Richie, that's, that loss matters to Oakland, who's, the, according to Football Outsiders at least, their offensive line ranks 21st in run blocking, 24th in adjusted line yards, one of my favorite football stats for Durham. Oh, so so miss, missing, missing Richie actually – is 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 that a part of the Raiders, if you will, that uh, where they can't ex- exactly afford to be thinner? So that's not great, um, but could be great for the Patriots this year. And by, and by the way, uh, they do have that Stephon Gilmore guy who might be able to shadow Mr. Waller. That would be a, a nice weapon to deploy, I would think, for Bill Belichick and company. So it ain't, it ain't like they don't have the talent to to create a tough scene for the Raiders. All right, so we're both taking New England. Yep. What about the Seahawks and the Cowboys? Uh, what a Take incre- the over. <laughs> Take the over. Okay. Uh, that game, there are going to be a lot of points. A lot of points. Uh, I, would, I will be shocked if that game is not in the 30s. At least, you know, 31-28, something like that. You're just... You're talking about two teams that neither one has really been able to play any defense. Now, yes, you know you look at it and say, well, okay, eh, you know, does Dallas maybe get right after that crazy comeback? Seattle, 
you know, at home now for the second straight week. But Seattle gets no pressure. Like, the, see, the problem with Seattle, and this is to me maybe a long-term problem, they cannot get home, man. They just can't. Like, Newton sat there in a lawn chair throwing that ball. And that's not to take away. He was, he was terrific. But Seattle does not have great corners, and they cannot get pressure. And that's what we like to call a bad combination. Okay, Teams are going to throw on them. And, and Dak and company is going to do the same. The problem for Dallas is they really don't have very good corners. And they're all banged up. And their pass rush is inconsistent. They have Demarcus Lawrence, but and, and they have Alden Smith, who's had a nice renaissance here. But they've not been good defensively. I like Seattle in a real high-scoring game here. I think it's going to be something like 35-31. You know, thirty-one, twenty-eight, somewhere in that range. I think Seattle. I think Seattle and Green Bay right now are the two best in the NFC. And maybe they won't become December, but right now they are. But Seattle and, and Dallas, I expect a lot of points. Just to underline what you're saying about the Seahawks, no one has allowed more yards than Seattle so far. They're giving up nearly 500 yards per game, 485 to be specific, and putting that in context. So, like the 2013 Super Bowl champion Seahawks, they gave up 273. So. Almost, you know, half, which is crazy. Um, but to Seattle's slight defense here, they've had big leads. They've been up in the second half. So a lot of these yards are coming when the game you – know, they're in the prevent. So maybe it'll be better. And they're third best in the league, by the way, stopping the run, three yards a carry. So if you want to go the other way on it, maybe they shut down Zeke and in a tight game all of a sudden – they're not giving up the 485 per game, and we get a little bit tighter if you want to look the other way. So, yes, I, I think those are all fair points. Look, Seattle's given up 655 air yards against this season. The Browns are the second worst team at 441. So, Seattle, I mean, look, you can just throw the ball for chunk yardage against them. I mean, they, they just they, they do not get home. Um, that being said, you know, you start looking at the way the Seahawks play offense, they, they can score. So this is a different team. This is not ground and pound the Legion of, of Doom, uh, Legion of Boom, rather. Excuse me. This is a, a Seattle team that's got to score 30 to win, but they've done it the first two games. So it should be a very, very interesting game. I look forward to it. By the way, little nugget, the Seahawks averaging 17.5 yards per punt returns, the best in the NFL. Wow. Dallas, Dallas has not allowed a single return against yet. It's either been a touchback or a fair catch every time. Something to watch. Whoever wins that battle might win the game. Yeah, and before we move on, I just want to go back to last week in Dallas and just the historic nature of what happened. I mean, the Falcons were up. The Falcons suck. Well, they were they were good enough to be up 20 to zip after one quarter. They had a 15-point lead with eight minutes left in the game. The Cowboys scored 16 in the final three minutes to win by one. So ESPN had the win probability at 0.1%, 0.1%. And I thought this was an interesting stat from the Elias Sports Bureau. They know stats. NFL teams, Verderam, were 444 and zero. 444 and zero since 1933 when I was born, when scoring at least 39 with no turnovers. And the Falcons did all of that and they lost. So yeah, that's well, when the Falcons get involved, nothing safe. So. There we have it. That was, I mean, that's an abominable loss. And then, look, we don't have to get into the whole thing, but to lose the way they lost that onside kick, I mean, what the hell are you doing? Full on the football. They're all staring at it. Like, they're not allowed to touch it. Guys, you're receiving. You can touch it whenever. Jump on it. Apparently not. Oh, and two.
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> got to know your rules. And it's probably it amazing how many guys maybe don't know the the intricate rules. I wouldn't even call that intricate, but even just the offsides. Uh, the, the basic uh, rules of football. Right. The basic rules of the onside. I want to coach that up. Maybe, uh, maybe help somebody. Another, another thing, by the way, with the Seahawks that we should mention, Quandre Diggs got you know, ejected 11 plays into that game. That's one of their better uh, – He is. He's a good player. That's so fair. That'll, 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 that He being back out there will help the Seahawks secondary. Uh, and to your point about the sacks, they've got three sacks, and they, and they blitz a ton, 36% of the time. And they don't get any pressure. It's not yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Into the future we go. We're looking at the two and O teams. Which two and O teams will lose this week? I've got a lot of them losing uh, myself here, Matt. I don't know where you're at, but uh, you want to hear my list? Yeah. Go ahead. You you far off. All right. So I got the I got uh, the Bears losing to Atlanta. Um, I've got the Bills two and O over the two and O Rams. I've got Minnesota waking up from the dead and beating two and O Tennessee. Um, I've got the Pats over the two and all Raiders. I do. I'm not taking, I do have the two and all Steelers being the O and two Texans. I got Arizona surviving Detroit, although I think that game is going to be close. Um, and I've got the, I'm going with Baltimore, man. I'm taking the Ravens over the two and all chiefs. Okay. Well, you know what? This is going to be boring. I, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, I, I, look, I'll, I'll say, I think the bears fall on Atlanta. I do also think the Raiders lose. Um, we talked about that a little bit already. And then, yeah, you have a couple games with 2 and 0s against 2 and 0s, so somebody has to lose. I really, really, really want to pick the Rams, but the game's in Buffalo, and it's, it's LA's second trip across, across the country in as many weeks. So I think that's enough for the Bills to win. Um, very tight. That's the game I'm least confident about. I also am with you on, on Minnesota. I, I know Minnesota's been awful. But, like, Tennessee's not exactly blowing teams out of the water here. I mean, they they barely beat Denver and did not play particularly well doing it. Then, then needed every ounce of their effort to beat Jacksonville at home. Like, Minnesota's been awful, but Minnesota has talent. Like I, so I'm with you on that. And then the Monday night game, pains me to say it, I'm taking Baltimore too. I, I'll say this, and we talked about it. I don't have to go to the whole thing. I am, I am very, very torn on that game. The only reason I'm taking Baltimore is it's in Baltimore, and it's a much, in my opinion, a much bigger game psychologically for the Ravens. They, they have had two years of being really good. They haven't won a playoff game. They haven't beaten Kansas City. I feel like they're going to be emotionally very high for this game. And for the Chiefs, look, it matters. But, like, they just won the Super Bowl. Like, I, like to them, like, and they've beaten the Ravens. I don't think in their heads, like, if they have to see them again in January, they're not going to care if they won or lost this game. Like, I, I don't think that they're, they're that worried if they have to go to Baltimore because they beat them. Like, yeah, they could beat them. Yes. I mean, it's not like, it's not like Kansas City's a warm-weather team. Like, if they have to go to Baltimore, so what? I, I, don't, I don't think it necessarily matters to them. I, I think if the Chiefs are up for the game and emotionally it's even, I think the Chiefs are better. But if they're not up for the game quite as much as Baltimore, I think, I think Baltimore starts quick. You run the ball. I think it's a close game, but I think because of that, I think the Ravens do have an edge there. It's a very interesting stretch for the Chiefs. The Ravens, the Pats, the Raiders, and you got to go to Buffalo. That's a, it's a nice little four-game chunk here, game, week three through week six. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, I feel very uneasy picking against the Chiefs, but they looked shaky last week, and at some point, yep. you're, you, know, you know, so – 
hey, you're coming. At some you're, point, you're going to lose a game. Right. I mean, it's just going to happen. I, which is also, by the way, because these two, two teams are so damn good, it's the argument against both of them. Like, at some point, you're just not going to play very well for a week. Uh, it, it's, I, I was not surprised the Chargers gave the Chiefs a hard time. The Chargers can cover really well. They don't blitz at all. And they see them all the time. The Chargers do, don't usually beat Kansas City, but they're hard against Kansas City. They always are hard to play. I actually think matchup-wise, the Chiefs are a major problem for Baltimore. I just think the emotion of it, you know, I think Baltimore is going to come out high as a kite to try to win this game. I mean, it's just they're at home. You know, Lamar's never beat Mahomes. They're looked at as, hey, they're the other team, but can they be the team? Uh, the Chiefs don't have those motivations. I will say this, Mahomes has motivation. Like, he wasn't the MVP last year. I expect Mahomes to play very well in this game, but we'll see. We'll see. It's the two best teams in football. It wouldn't shock me if it went either way. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me. I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So, let's go, uh, let's move on to our who's pulls off the big upset on Sunday. Uh, we did a lot of 2-0 and o teams. Are you sticking with that, Matt, or are you going somewhere else? So, as far as the upset, we talked about the Vikings. I think that qualifies our home dog. So, let's put that in there. I think the Lions have a shot to upset Arizona. And I've been on Arizona all year. Love them. 2-0. Arizona, I think, is going to be a playoff team. I really do. But this is the quintessential game where you get a young team that's never been in this spot. You know, they're rolling along. Everything's going great. Oh, we're home. Detroit, they're on two. They suck. It's very easy to overlook them. And as much as I don't think Detroit's good, Detroit should be one and one if DeAndre Swift could catch a pass. And then I think you're looking at this game a little differently, right? Like, I, I don't know that Detroit wins, but I think that's going right to the wire. I think Detroit's going to be in it. And Detroit, let's, let's face it, it's last chance saloon for those boys. Like, they got to win that game. They got to win. Like, Stafford's got to win the game. If they lose their 0-3, they're done. Patricia might be fired before they get home. Like, they, they need to win the game. And Arizona, it's just, it's just a typical – if Arizona was a veteran team, I think they'd smoke them. But it's just, you know, you, you let up a little bit in the NFL mentally for the, ah, what, you know, what the, what the hell, Detroit. And then all of a sudden you're down 17 nothing at the anthem. And all of a sudden you're going, oh, my God, like what the hell happened? How the hell are we down 17 nothing in Detroit? So I, I like Detroit to at least cover and to certainly be in the game. So I'm just going to go way off the board here because we're looking for an upset. Don't you dare take the Jets. I'm doing it. Oh, Let's, my God. Come on, baby. No. <laughs> Carm, no. Why? Why can't why? Why, why I got, can't I got two game why? films to show you? That's oh, why, why. Why can't I get a stunning New York Jet? The line keeps on soaring. My my so my lone reason for picking him is that literally this thing looks like it's gonna go to 14. It's at 10 and a half now. Uh since one of the Indianapolis Coast world beaters, Sam Darnold and the New York Jets are gonna come rolling into Indy at three o'clock central time on Sunday afternoon and they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna inch out a one point win on the Indianapolis Colts, damn it. Because oh this is the NFL God. and anything can damn happen. If you're, that, if you're so you're picking them to win, not just cover. 
Well, that's, I mean, we can't just do the cover here. That's I, not I'm with fun. you. I hear you. I'm here. I, I'm with you. But oh my God, Carm, no, no. I, Jesus. I, that is, look. Frank Gore is going to rumble. Frank Gore is retire. Sa- Sam Darnold is going to be incredible. Jamison Crowder is going to catch 10 balls from him. This is going to be a huge – the Jets are going to show up and stun the world in Indy. Let's go, New York. I'll tell you, the only thing that gives that any credence, in my opinion, Phillip Rivers is liable to throw five picks in this game. I, I, anything's right. on the table with Phillip Rivers. Okay? Give if me the Rivers you, factor. If you bet on the Colts, and I'm not sitting here saying that I did bet on the Colts, but if you did bet on the Colts, that is the biggest fear you have in this case. Philip Rivers throwing just pick after pick after pick after pick, and like three of them are returned for touchdowns. Because I got to tell you, if that doesn't happen, you, you got to feel pretty good if you're Indianapolis, man. You really do. Just, uh, just remember, I, I won one year of Ram. We I did like the Chicago Sun Times used to. They would publish like 15 picks, right, across, of every game. So what, I would look at what everyone was picking, right? Right. And I, would, and I would single out the games that were so one-sided one way. And I would bet the opposite way. And for the season, I mean, I wasn't foolproof, obviously, but I made money. So this is this – is, this, it's, On it's, cover, it's, not on wins. I understand. I understand. <laughs> That's a big difference. But if you, if you look at, like, when teams just cover the spread, a lot of times they, you know, mo- they win more often than they just cover. So, uh, look, all I'm – hey. Hey, 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 give, give, good for you going bold. Listen, J-E-T-S, baby, just end the season. <laughs> that is definitely how most J-E-T-S fans feel right now. But, all right, I'm just telling you, you heard it here on Stack in the Box. That's why you listen to this damn podcast. You will get the bold Jets pick out of nowhere. Um, while we're and, talking about that, by the way, subscribe to the podcast. Please. Subscribe. Leave we a rating. You. Leave a comment, please. And, hey, if you leave a comment and you leave a question in the comment, we'll answer it on the podcast, okay? Our cur- our careers are on the line. They Do would it. fire us if you don't leave a comment and a rating. Even if the comment is nasty, if it's a five-star rating, that's fine. I'll get a good laugh, okay? Look, just five-star rating, leave a comment. If you throw a question in there, we'll answer it, all right? Uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast. We would really appreciate it. Carm, get back to work. Let's go to the third topic. Yeah, and, and listen longer. If, you, if you're bored with listening, just, just, just let it keep on playing and leave the room. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, let, let's, Punish let's do your th- kids with it. Yeah, right, right. Just hear them. Like when they need to go to bed at night, put on you stack. You your vegetables, the- Tommy? Well, guess what? <laughs> you're getting stacked in the box at night. No, no, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, want, you want that uh, ice cream sandwich? Well, you're going to have to listen to Stack in the Box. I think you should make it a thing. Before you get something good, you're going to have to get this football knowledge from Verderam and, and, and a slice of carm. All right, this, this, I officially think you have an obsession with Josh Allen because he's been on the rundown every single week. Just got to talk about him. He's leading the league in passing yards. Well, okay, so Verderam makes the rundown every week. I'm following along here. Do the Bills and Josh Allen prove themselves this Sunday, um, which is kind of a slight thing that they have. And you're, you're throwing out that they, that they quote-unquote have not proved themselves yet, which I guess yeah. is fair. But oh you've got to think, you are obsessed with Josh Allen, Matt Verderam. I am obsessed with the idea that I think Buffalo could be really good this year, and also that hinges on Allen. So essentially, by proxy, yes. Look, they've beaten the Jets and they've beaten the Dolphins. Those teams are 0-4. The Jets are not even a, a high school football team, okay? I think the Bills are good. I picked them to win the division. I still feel like they will win the division. 
But this is a game that's interesting. Let's be real. You've been around the block. You've been around since football was put on television. Okay. <laughs> I've been around since the, the late 80s. We've watched a lot of football over the years. This is the kind of game that if the Bills lose, everybody's going to start saying, ah, yeah, look who they played. Who cares? Two and one, but they're paper tigers. If they win this game and they beat the Rams, two and oh, good football team, then everybody starts getting on the bandwagon a little bit more. So, this is a big game if you're Buffalo. And look, the Bills' schedule, not easy this year. NFC West and the AFC West, they got New England twice, right? Like they got, they got some teams on that schedule now that are not going to be easy. They play Pittsburgh later in the year, all right? They get Tennessee. That's a lot of tough games. So, yes, they're 2-0, and but they've beaten the two teams that are the two worst teams they're going to play all year long by a wide margin. This is a big game for Buffalo. Not necessarily to make the playoffs – but to establish themselves as a real contender on that next level behind Kansas City and Baltimore in the AFC, this is a game, to me, they've got to show off. Well, if they go in there and Goff throws for 300 yards and Allen throws two picks and they lose, then where are we really? And by the way, to wrap up, this is always the kind of thing I talk about with Allen, right? Like, wait, everybody went crazy over the way he played with the Jets, or against the Jets, but he had those two fumbles. You fumbled twice against the Rams this week, you're probably losing this game. I want to see how they play and how he plays against what is, in my opinion, the top 10 team in the league. All right, let me give you, let me give you some uh, angles here. First of all, well, how do you think the Bills' offensive line is going to do against the Rams' front four, specifically Aaron Donald? Uh, I think it'll be a back-and-forth battle all game. Okay, so you think basically a wash. All yeah, right. I think win some, lose some. All right. What about the McVay versus McDermott? I love the battle of the Shans. That's, that's a great point. Uh, I... I think, I think that McVeigh early in the year has an advantage because there's not as much tape. I think they're equally good coaches. But I, I think just because it's early, you know, McVeigh might have some wrinkles that haven't been totally figured out yet. I mean, you got the offensive guru McVeigh. You got the defensive guru McDermott. You got a – they both came in the league at the same time. I, I love that little, a little Sean action. Yeah, the other thing that I you know find interesting that both both teams are putting up you know the offense has been flowing here, man. Allen versus the Josh Jared value battle here, Allen and Goff, and I'm I'm not on with Goff at all, but he's he's played well this year so far. He has Goff has played very well. He was excellent in uh, in Philadelphia. And look, by the way, this is going to be a game. You may not think it. But look for a lot of chunk plays in this game, okay? The Rams and Bills rank second and third, respectively, in yards per completion, okay? These teams are going to throw the ball. They're going to get big yards. Rams, it's a lot of run after the catch, all right? And the Bills are good against the run. They're ninth in the league yards per carry against, 4.1. The Rams have Cam Akers, who's banged up right now. They, they may not run the ball quite as much. The Bills, though, here's one thing I worry about with Buffalo in this game. They do not get pressure on the quarterback. They're 24th in the league in hurry rate, okay? The Rams can throw the football in this game should they choose to, and of course I imagine that they will choose to. That is one concern that I have from Buffalo. They got some guys. They got Ed Oliver. They got Trent Murphy. They got Mario Addison and so on and so forth, but they're not getting home. If they don't get home in this game, I think they are going to be in a lot of trouble. All right, just reminding everybody that before – Josh Allen came in the league. Matt Verderam completely torched him and cost yep. us a chance to interview Josh Allen. We were going to fly to Arizona and sit down one-on-one. -on -one. Allen got wind of the – or at least his people did, well, and they were like – Allen didn't even read it, but it was, it was – uh, 
His people got wind of it. And you know what, by the way? To this point, I'm right. Uh, but he's looked very good through two games of the year. Are you right? I don't know if you're right. You're 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 not necessarily wrong, but I don't know if you, I don't know if you can go all the way to right. I wrote that he's going to be incredibly inaccurate because he's always inaccurate. Which, by the way, to this point, he has been very inaccurate. Okay, and I wrote that he'd be a bust. Now that he may, we we will see. <laughs> Through two years, though, he has not been good. I mean, let's let's be real. Like he, by almost any any real metric, he has not been good through two years. Now, hey. I got nothing against the kid. I hope he turns out to be great. I'd love to be the, the jerk who was wrong. But data says, to this point, I have been correct. We will see. His quarterback coach, who shall remain nameless, was uh, a big crybaby about that. Get over it. Get over it. It's why you're coaching him. Make him throw the ball better. Yeah, we won't mention his name at all. I don't even know if, if, his, if it was Jordan Palmer. All right. Um, <laughs> so sometimes you just got to, you know, hey, let, let's it, let's get some boy. Thi- get over it let's get some thick skin going on here come on all right uh we still like i took personal attacks on him get over it yeah uh, although i do think bills fans if they are listening right now want to fight you to say that, that the concept that he might that is your bust is still on the table but let's move on let's go to the right dolphins here. uh our last topic and into the future is does does two a start come week four for miami um I, I like holding them out as long as possible, by the way. You're not doing anything this year anyway, at least in my mind, even though that division is, I, I guess, still should be looked at as wide open. But, like, Miami, you're playing for the future. He's coming off a serious, serious injury. Let that hip and everything else come, you know, full circle. Let him get healthy for a long time. But you, you've got week four on the docket here. So I'm thinking that you think that he is going to start week four? I think you might. If, if the Dolphins lose this game on Thursday night, we're recording Thursday morning, uh, yeah, I think there's a chance because you get that long, you know, mini-bye. Um, look, Fitzpatrick has been up and down. He had three picks in the, the first game, played very well against Buffalo. It's kind of the story of his career. I wouldn't be shocked. We won't have to spend a ton of time on this, but I would not be shocked. I, I do see a scenario, yeah, where if they lose and Fitzpatrick looks really bad, people are going to start saying, hey, come on. Let's let's see let's see the kid. I mean, you've been saying he's healthy. I'm assuming that that's correct. The hip's been good since since essentially April when he worked out. And after this game, you got ten days off. Now the downside of that is you play Seattle next. But Seattle's defense has been awful, and you're at home. I mean, you got to start them at some point. Then they play the Niners, right? Like those are two teams that are very good teams, but defensively, I mean, the Niners are all sorts of banged up. I can see it, man. Like, if you're the Dolphins, you got to see him at some point. Play him. See what you got. Maybe I'm just old school. Let him learn behind 38-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I think is actually a great guy for him to learn around. There's definitely some things I'm sure he's picking up about how he goes about his business and and what he sees on the field. And let him get healthy. The longer he – I would think you're just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Let him play like the last four weeks of the year. That's what I would do, but we'll see. And most, I'm, you know, nowadays you get rushed out onto the field. Maybe it wouldn't be rushing him, but considering his injury history, for me, it feels like it would be. Uh, but we shall see. All right, let's go to place your bets. Let's get some money on the line here. Uh, quickly, let's go through these Texans and the Steelers. The Steelers are a four-point favorite. So Steelers four point favorite at home two and zero oh, two Texans right everything everything points toward the Steelers. Uh, I am going to take uh, Houston to cover. I think the Steelers won a tight game. Look, Houston, they've played the Chiefs and the Ravens. Like it's not like they've lost it. Now they've gotten pummeled by both of them. But I mean, you know, those are the two best teams in football. The Steelers. 
They almost lost at home to Jeff Driscoll last week. And, and I'm as high on Pittsburgh as anybody, but my God. I mean, the Steelers have a very long-standing, rich tradition of playing down to opponents. So I think they win, but I do think that this is a game. I think the, I think Houston covers the spread. Wow, that's a lot of – I'm shocked you had that much – Confidence. To, to me, the spread looks very curious. Like, if, what really? Houston's look terrible. Pittsburgh's look great. Four points. So it screams to me to take the Texans, but I'll go with Pittsburgh. Like, I don't. I even though I don't get the line at all, um, and I, I'm not necessarily. Progressive presents forced metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Really loving what I'm seeing with Ben Roethlisberger so far. Um, but any rate, we'll we'll uh, I'll, I'll roll with the Steelers in our in our first betting game of the week. Here, number two is the 49ers, a four point favorite going to the Giants, who somehow did get down to the ten yard line with a chance to win against the Bears after being down seventeen zip at the at the half and lost Saquon Barkley. Did the 49ers have an easy time rolling over the New York Giants? Nick Mullins getting his start. Uh, I I got to tell you though, man, like. I'm taking the Giants because the Niners have nobody left. Everybody's hurt. Like everybody is hurt. I now the Giants stink. And if Garoppolo was playing, I would pick the Niners to win and cover. I think the Giants at least cover. And they might even just win. Like I I can't believe I'm saying that, but I, look, the Niners, it's just it's everybody's out. Bosa's out, Thomas is out, Sherman's out. You know, Ayuk's been banged up. He'll play if he's banged up. Samuel's out. Garoppolo's out. Most are. I mean, they're basically not even playing. It's like a preseason game for them. So, uh, I'll take the Giants in minimums cover. Kittle not playing as well. Uh, all right, I'm with you, man. Let's go, New York. You 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 rolled up on two and zero Chicago and made it a game. Actually, I can't do that. I'll take the Niners. The the, the Giants are terrible. They're not uh, good. They're not good. Yeah, I, I you're you're missing Saquon. I there's got to be like I would assume just a morose feeling around New York this week. Like, how do you even go forward? It's basically a funeral for all football fans in New York. Yeah, I mean that's so I don't know. I'll I'll take San Francisco to somehow some way. Maybe the the, the Niners defense comes big. Um, all right, going and they don't historically love going all the way across the country and playing, but I'll take San Francisco. Uh, we did the Colts and the Jets. I already – I took New York, baby. I am rolling on that 11-point spread. Uh, who do you got here? Indy and J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 Jets. Just end the season. Uh, I'm taking the team not coached by Adam Gase. I really, like, I normally am with you on, like, those big spreads. The, the Jets – I know we're two weeks in. The Jets are one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Like, they are so abominably horrendous. I mean, they cannot do anything offensively. Anything. It's one punt after the next. They can't get in the end zone. Darnold looks like sometimes like he's facing 15 defenders. They have no ability to do anything on defense other than rush the passer, and that's because they bring eight guys in Greg Williams' blitz-heavy defensive scheme. I'm taking the Colts, man. My only fear, like I said earlier in the show, is Rivers. It's just Rivers throwing just eight picks 
and it just turns into one of those games. But I, I think the Colts are going to absolutely mop the floor with them. All right, we go to Carolina at the Chargers. The Chargers are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, can we get a backdoor cover here with Carolina? That would be one way to look at it. The Panthers' defense is straight horrendous. Where are you going? Chargers, I think they cover and win. Uh, I got to tell you, the Chargers, they probably should have beat Kansas City. I mean, if Bucker's not out there kicking 58-yard field goals over and over, they do beat them. Herbert played well. I didn't think he was great. I thought he was good. Um, I think he'll continue to get better. And the Panthers without McCaffrey don't scare me at all. I, I just they, You don't worry about their, their running game now. The, the pass rush of the Chargers is really good. Bridgewater is going to be looking at seven guys and the ferocious pass rush. I think the Chargers blow them out. I want to go with you, but I'm feeling like the Justin Herbert second game blues coming here and maybe gets picked off twice, gives up a pick six. Carolina to cover the Chargers win by three. I will take you, Carolina. That is feels real, real uncomfortable. Uh, all right. We're doing, as it's listed here, football team at yeah. Browns. We're looking at you, Washington. Uh, Seven-point favorite. I think, I think Washington covers. Like, <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell you why. I want the Browns a seven-point favorite in anything, but go ahead. Yep, I don't have to tell you why anymore. That's why. Because like the Browns, talent-wise, should win this game by 17 points. But it's Cleveland, and it's Baker Mayfield, and Ron Rivera's a good coach, and Washington has a really good front seven. And I could easily see a scenario where Mayfield throws two picks, and they just keep him in the game, keep him in the game. The only concern I have here, and I don't mean to kill the young man, Haskins is not good. He's not good, man. He, he is just a major liability right now. He does not throw for any real yardage, makes mistakes. But the, the Browns are not a great team defensively. We saw the Bengals move up and down the field on him. So I, I, think, the, I think the football team covers. I love it that they're the football team. It's very enjoyable. Um, not only did they lose the nickname, but they didn't even come up with the nickname. I, I don't know. I can't get over that. Uh, you would. Th- How hard is it to come up with the nickname? Come up with a nickname. Pick anything. What was it? The Spiders? Oh, that was Cleveland. Yeah. Who would, what was the number one uh, Warriors. recommendation? Warriors. Uh, Warriors. Okay. I mean, uh, listen. I I Baker's played better this year. I'm going to give him some level of credit, but I'm not. I'm not banking on Baker, especially against. What, what Washington does well, which is create pressure and get to the quarterback. So under seven, that line's real tricky too. If you're going contrarian, I think you take the Browns, but I, I will take the Washington football team as well. All right, let's go through our in and out, in or out. We'll do it uh, right and ready for you. The Broncos looking for some help at quarterback. My God. Um, welcome to Blake Bortles. They should trade for Jameis Winston, in or out? In, all the way in. Like, look, you have Blake Bortles and Jeff Driscoll. Are you kidding me? Like, Jameis Winston threw for 5,000 yards last year. I don't care how many turnovers he had. He's better than those two guys. Like, it's not even an argument, right? I, I mean, I, if you're the Broncos and you want any way to salvage this year, you need to go get a quarterback. Even if it's Winston playing for a month and then Locke comes back and he takes a fine, okay, he's only on a one-year deal. It's not like you're trading for a guy who signed for four years. So I'm in. I think the Broncos, this is supposed to be a year they contended. I get it. They've had the year from hell. They've had a lot of, as uh, 
as Bill Simmons over at the Ringer does great work. He likes to always say there's one team this year from hell. The Broncos are having that year. Uh, so I, I think you got to do something at the quarterback position that's not Blake Bortles. I mean, if you're the Saints right now, are you really willing to deal Winston? I mean, for what you're seeing with Drew Brees? I mean, you got uh, freaking Taysom Hill who's backing him up, right? Like, they love Taysom Hill to death. Well, if you do, then what the hell do you need Winston for? Uh, I mean, I guess that's fair. And if you I got mean, a mid-round pick, if you got a third or fourth-round pick. No way I'm giving that up. I mean. If you're Denver, you wouldn't give a fourth. I, I wouldn't give a third. I wouldn't give a third. You wouldn't give a fourth. And maybe it's conditional upon if he resigns with you. You know, it's fourth. If you re, you know, if you don't resign, then maybe it drops to a fifth. Uh, I, it's, it still feels like a lot. Yeah, you know, I, fair, fair is fair. I, I guess I really, I wouldn't give him more. I guess I wouldn't give him more than a fifth because you, you, I, I would give him a fifth and then later. I would do that if if you think Locke's going to be out for at least a month and you still have some shot of making the playoffs. Now, if they don't think that, then the hell with it. Then right. I would just, I would just move on. But if they, if they still believe, hey, look, we can get back in this, we're trying to you know, make the playoffs this year, Locke's going to be out four to six weeks, then I would, I would probably say, look, go, go get him for a fifth or later. I, the more I think, I agree, a fourth is probably too rich, but a fifth or later, I, I, would, I would consider that. I, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm in if they're giving him away, um, but I, I don't know if – and if I'm the Saints, by the way, I make that deal if you really – but I don't, I don't know if they want to play Taysom Hill every single down if, if Drew gets hurt. I think that would be something they probably don't want to do, and, they, and they're still optimistic that they can win a Super Bowl this year, so if they need like three games from Winston week eight to week ten, I think they want to have him around, which is probably worth more than a fifth-round pick, which is – I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. See you later. Jameis, stay in New Orleans. Uh, all right, three NFC West teams will make the playoffs, in or out? In. I don't think the Niners make it because of the injuries. I think the other three teams do. The Rams are 2-0, Seattle's 2-0, Arizona's 2-0. There's seven teams making the playoffs this year. And look, let's be real. The East stinks, okay? Uh, Dallas should win that division. I liked Philly prior to the year, but Wentz has fallen off a cliff. The North, I got the Packers and nobody else getting in. And I got the Saints and the Bucks getting in in the South. So that leaves three spots. Obviously, you're going to have the division winner. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to have three teams out of the West. You're sleeping on my Nick Foles to the rescue Bears, Vertoram. Well, when he, when he rescues him, let me know. But until then, uh, yeah, I am. It's going to be the Nick Foles 2017. He's going to come in in week 10 and roll the Bears right to the NFC title game. Uh, but I'm in. I'm in as well. I, I love the NFC West. I love what's going on in Arizona. I'm still a little, little choppy on the Rams, but I'll jump on board because uh, at the end of the day, if I had to bet my life on it, I would say that that's what's going to happen. So I'm in. The Eagles will start Jalen Hurts for at least one game in 2020, in or out? Uh, I'm out. I'm out. And I think that a lot of people are going to sit there and scream about, well, if Wenske's playing like this, look, man, it's about his contract. His contract's huge. You're not just moving on. Now, we're, of course, not talking about injury here. I mean, if injury happens, and yeah, he'll start. But uh, – I do not think he'll start. I think Wentz would have to just go so off the rails that they have no choice. And, and, and I'm talking like eight to ten games worth off the rails. It would be really interesting if that happened. Uh, I don't think it'll happen under the scenario, you know, if it's not an injury. So uh, if you're taking injury out of the equation here, because – I absolutely think he is going to start a game because Carson Wentz is not getting through the season healthy. That never happens to Carson Wentz. It's not going to happen this year. But I don't think they'd bench him for Jalen Hurts. That that would be uh, that would be 
catastrophic. There's a word in in Philadelphia. They're not ready to do something like that, at least in my mind. All right. Uh, The AFC, our last one here in or out, the AFC is actually better than the NFC, Verderam? As of right now, I'm actually shockingly in on that. And I, and I never thought I would be because the NFC to me – look, the NFC is deeper. The NFC is deeper. So if that's your, your metric is, then I think the NFC is a better conference. But to me, the best teams in football right now in a lot of ways – first of all, Kansas City and Baltimore are one and two, period. I, I don't care which one you want to put at one. Those two teams would smoke anybody in the NFC. They throw for a million yards against Seattle – they beat up on the Saints the way they're playing right now. I don't even waste your time with Dallas. Kansas City was worth 50 points against Dallas. The only team, honestly, I didn't keep up with them is, is the Packers because they can run the ball, they can throw the ball some. I don't think Green Bay is quite yet as good as, as those two teams. Um, same thing with the Rams. I, I think Pittsburgh, if you put Pittsburgh in the NFC, are, are they not as good as anybody in the NFC right now? Yeah. Listen, I'm with you. The, the NFC... Look, the Niners are not the Niners from last year. The Green Bay apparently is, but a lot of people thought that the Saints were going to be the team in the NFC. Clearly, yep. they are not. The Eagles uh, are not good. The Eagles are not good. So, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer, honestly. Like, look, Chiefs are the Chiefs still, in my mind, best team in football. Let's put Baltimore, too. And you can you can chop up, in my mind, teams that could compete with, with the NFC. Pittsburgh, I'm not willing to rule out Buffalo. I mean, Neither am I. You know, so, New England. Uh, I mean, New England just went toe to toe in Seattle with what I think is right now the best team in the NFC, along with Green Bay. New England was one yard away from beating them. Like, I mean, I mean, it, the AFC right now to me is just better. I mean, Tennessee would be a playoff team in the NFC. I think. I don't think they'd win the NFC, but I think they'd be a playoff team. I mean, I think all you really need to know about the NFC is the Bears are two and zero and they're playing the NFC. Um, I mean, maybe we could just leave it there. Matt Verderam, good to be with you. What's what's going on in the life of Verderam? Uh, just, you know, I know we touched on this last week, but a couple of big birthdays in the uh, Verderam household. We got uh, the, the wife turning, uh, you know, uh, 25, uh, let's say, on uh, on Saturday. And then Sunday, the uh, the queen turns three. I just got, I got her a birthday gift I ordered from Amazon last night. Got her a nice uh, frozen blanket. She'll be very excited. <laughs> And got her two big bags of dum dum lollipops because my mother, when we went to New York, gave a dum dum to my daughter, who now is obsessed with them, loves them, loves to have one with me. So you know, we'll sit there each have one, pick a flavor. Very excited. And I figured, you know what? As a parent, I could do a lot worse than give her a dum dum. So uh, that that will be my gift to, to the queen, and she'll I'm sure get about eighty others from our family, and she'll be a very happy kid. That's beautiful. Uh, I'll keep mine to uh, just the sporting world. I'm just very much looking forward to the baseball playoffs starting next week and the Cubs and White Sox meeting each other in the World Series. Just know it's, it's coming, Verderam. Even though the Cubs have lost two to the pathetic Pittsburgh Pirates and can't score, and Chris Bryant has turned into the worst player in baseball, which just hurts my heart, and, and the White Sox all of a sudden are just blowing through their season, getting losing three in a row to the Cleveland Indians and falling out of the division yeah. lead. It's still going to be a White Sox-Cubs World Series market down. White Sox, all of a sudden, it's like Tankapalooza over there. I'm very annoyed with them because as an A's fan, I want the A's to be the three seed in the worst way so we get Houston, who utterly sucks. 
And now the A's have jumped to the two seed, and they're going to draw Cleveland, who, like their fifth worst pitcher, is better than anybody on any other team. Not looking forward to seeing friggin' Bieber in game one. Uh, the A's walk a ton and strike out more than anybody in baseball. And, oh, by the way, Bieber walks nobody and strikes out everybody. So, yeah, that's a great matchup. Can't wait for that. The A's, the A's are going to have to score, like, a run and shut them out. Please be the three-sheet, Oakland. Please. Yeah, uh, and for the White Sox, by the way, literally anything that happens here, win the division, lose the division, just don't face the Indians in the first round. The Sox are, I think, 32-15 and 15 against everybody except for the Indians, who they're 2-7 and seven against. So lose the division, fall to the, fall to the four. That would work. Um, don't play, play Yanks. Clean. Yeah, well, right, which is not exactly ideal either. We're on fire off. But right. Anyway, it was a football show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Again, please, if you can, subscribe, download, obviously, uh, leave a rating, leave a five-star rating if you can, a review, and a question in there, and we'll answer it. So uh, we really, really appreciate uh, all that you do for us, and we look forward to being back on Sunday night after Packers and Saints. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. What? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto. And my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.